Welcome to Two Terrible Podcast with your host Jen and Joe. Welcome back, everybody. We are coming to you from the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. Spooky haunted prison. Once again, we are at Parapsychon Four. Yeah. 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 Isn't that crazy? <laughs> We've done this four years, guys. It's and incredible. Before what? that, we were in St. Joseph's, Joseph's. So but Parapsychon here at the Ohio State. Awesome. Yes. And we have an awesome guest. We do. So with us today, you may have heard him on Coast to Coast AM radio. Jason McLeod is one of only a small handful of investigators who began their instruction and career directly for the late and legendary Ed and Lorraine Warren. So he spent over three decades helping families with both human spirits who linger in their lives and inhuman spirits who help to seek ruin them. He has a series called the Dark Siege series, where he reveals the most intriguing, fascinating, and terrifying cases he has personally investigated and written a cinematic horror format impossible to put down. Jason McLeod, welcome to the show. Welcome, Thank you Jason. very much. It's a really fun time to be here at Parapsychon, and uh, I thought I would uh, come and share some really exciting information, new exciting information yes. I have with you guys. For our listeners who may not know you, can you give them a little background on who you are and what you do and all the exciting things? <laughs> all right. So my name is Jason McLeod. I'm rolling out right now. <laughs> and in 1990, I started working for and with the late legendary Ed and Lorraine Warren. And at the time, I was writing a column called Hauntings for the Sacred Heart University Spectrum newspaper, chronicling all the cases that we were investigating together. And I was the, the newest and the youngest guy on the, on the team. And... You know, when I look back on it now, I realize what an amazing blessing that was and uh, how rare it is for somebody to be able to work with, with both Ed and Lorraine, you know, when they were both in their prime. And, you know, like myself, there are other investigators that were working with them that were never even going to bother coming forward with any of the information because our genuine interest was in helping families and uh helping liberate them from the uh, spirits that were lurking in their house, the human spirits that were lurking in the house, and also the inhuman spirits that were attempting to ruin their lives. And I became embroiled in a case in 1993. And again, the family wanted no recognition. Most of the cases that are most devastating, you'll never ever hear about because the families don't want recognition. They don't want the ridicule. And they certainly don't want the activity to return, as was the case in this case that I'm talking about. So when I found out in uh, 2012 that there were actual paranormal groups using Ouija boards inside people's homes claiming to be helping them, I couldn't believe it. And I called uh, John Zaffis and I asked, what the hell is going on with these groups using Ouija boards inside people's homes? And he said, it's an epidemic, you know. (laughs) And I said, this is ridiculous, you know. So I called uh, the woman involved in this case. The real name, of course, is, is Secret. But uh, I explained what was going on, and she said, if you can spare one family, let alone one little girl like Kelly, her daughter, from the absolute nightmare that they went through, um, just change our names and our likenesses, and you have our blessing. And so I decided to do that, and I called it aptly Dark Siege, a Connecticut Family's Nightmare. And it was resolved, but they came back a month and a half later in a case that Ed Warren, my mentor and and friend and teacher, called a severe case of demoniacal retribution on a scale we've never seen before. They came right after the psychic who who showed her what they were going to do 
to everybody involved. And uh, then they went after the bishop. They went after the family, the boyfriend, the family friend, the neighbor's dog, sexual attacks, including incubus and succubus attacks, which are the most severe on two of the teenage boys. One was gay and one was straight. So one got an incubus attack and one got a succubus attack. And they both were absolutely life-wrecking experiences. And I sent the whole PDF of that book, which was the second portion of the family's ordeal, to Bishop James Long in Louisville, Kentucky, who became a really good friend of mine um, after he read the first volume. And I met him at the very first Paracon I ever did in, um, gosh, what was it? I don't remember, in Louisville. But uh, he said, you have to release this. And people need to know that how serious this is. Yeah. Though rare, people need to get help from the clergy immediately. So that was that case. And that's what I, I sell at all these paranormal conventions and horror conventions and comic cons all over the country. I think I have 16 events I'm doing between now and November, specifically just to warn teenagers and preteens against dabbling in things they don't understand, using Ouija boards, thinking it's a game. You know, and I see all these different people selling and, you know, purveying their own custom-made Ouija boards and so forth. Like, it's just a big, you know, laughable matter. And it is the most irresponsible thing you can possibly do. Because are you willing to accept the commercial liability, you know, that's up for the the damage that it could do if people uh, initiate contact with the wrong group? Um, I just think it's, it's just crazy. So... I am putting on an event called Defeating the Demonic, and it is an event that's going to take place at the Heritage Hotel in Southbury, Connecticut, July 22nd, 2023, and it's a uh, 2 to 6 p.m. event with a two-hour dinner afterwards, VIP dinner, but I'm bringing together uh, four outstanding men who are all exorcists. Um, We have uh, Bishop James Long from Louisville. We have Reverend Bill Bean. He's a deliverance minister. He's a friend of mine, and we worked a case together up in upstate New York. Archbishop Fail Enright in uh, California and Archbishop Cloud in uh, North Dakota. And I'm flying them all in so that we can present to to the community the reality behind their personal experience and video and audio experience um, dealing with demonic infestation, oppression, possession, exorcism, deliverance, and then all the therapy that needs to take place uh, with these people post-deliverance and post-exorcism. Uh, you know, yeah. people don't think about that. Oh, never. So, and it's going to be an extreme event. Um, people have to sign a waiver before they get in entrance into the main hall. Everybody has to be blessed when they enter the main hall. They're going to conduct prayer throughout because this is going to be an extreme, extreme expose about the ramifications of opening the wrong doorway. And these people are the last, are the last line of defense in the lives of some of these victims. And they're the ones that have to clean up the mess. And frankly... <laughs> We're all sick and tired of it, you know, and Archbishop Fail, he runs the International Order of Exorcists. Uh, he's got all kinds of different groups that he's brought together now under his main organization, and he's training exorcists left and right because there's such a massive increase in this type of case yeah. because of that increase, that interest in, you know, the demonic and the interest in these types of things. And it's, uh, it's timely, and I think it's going to sell out quickly, and you can check it out at uh, my main website is dark siege, D-A-R-K-S-I-E-G-E dot com slash defeating, or, uh, defeating the demonic. And I have the main site up on eventany.com, E-V-E-N-T-Y, E-V-E-N-T-E-N-Y dot com, where you can find tickets and learn more information. And our hope 
is to take this nationwide and worldwide. Bishop Fail is really, really interested in taking it worldwide. Uh, he's retired, so he's got plenty of time on his hands. And Bishop Long is so incredibly busy. God bless him on and everything TikTok, he does. I watch him yeah, all the time. and he has a new show, a new series coming out in oh, June. Great. So he's going to plug the event that we're putting together too. But he's an amazing proponent of my books. He made my books required reading for his demonology class and actually plugged my books on Coast to Coast AM in 2014. And they said, nobody plugs other people's books. And he <laughs> says, you have to read these books. So yeah. that's what I do. And that's what my purpose is. And the purpose with the books and the purpose with this event is just to warn people, especially the kids, you know, don't delve into things that you really don't understand and don't open doorways that are best left closed. Now, how prevalent is this um, you know, say if somebody just had a random hunting in their house to having the intense activity, is it more prevalent than, like I think you said, than we know of? And like, how often is this happening? So the, the interesting thing is that people say, oh, well, nothing happened when I use the Ouija board. So, you know, people who say it's dangerous are, are full of it. Well, we can only perceive 1% of the electromagnetic spectrum and that's visible light. So we are 99% completely oblivious to what is going on around us. So here we are in uh, the Ohio State Reformatory, you know, or any of these other haunted locations where these conventions take place. There are spirits all over the place, all around us, just because of the very nature of the situation. So Ed Warren always said, he, he called the, um, the Ouija board the most dangerous piece of negative occult paraphernalia there is. And for good reason, because 95% of all the cases that take place are the direct result of the use of a Ouija board. And people say, oh, you didn't use it correctly, or you didn't use it properly, or you didn't, you know, close the portals and so forth. It's like 90, nobody can see the portals that are opening yeah. <laughs> unless they're genuinely psychic. And I have an amazing psychic that I work with um, who's actually going to be at the event. But, and she can see the ramifications of what's going on. She can see actually what takes place. And... Most of us can't. I can't. I'm not clairvoyant. And I, I'm empathic. I'll pick up the emotions. Mm -hmm. But using these boards um, in specific locations increases the likelihood that you're going to attract a negative, a severely negative uh, experience. And these guys, in the case that I wrote about called Dark Siege of Connecticut Family's Nightmare, they simply wanted to know why this dark form followed the six-year-old sister home from the cemetery in Union Cemetery in Easton, Connecticut. Um, they assumed it was a negative spirit. They didn't know how to contact with it, contact it. So they ran to the mall and bought a Ouija board. And being 16-year-old boys, issued all the wrong challenges and commanded it to appear and commanded it to come and face <laughs> them instead. And uh -huh. at that point, anything else, like Ed said, it's like using a Ouija board is like using a, um, a loudspeaker in the, into space. Yeah. Come mess with my life. Because you're saying, are there any spirits here? Yeah, any well, where are spirits located? What, where is what, uh, where is that request quantified? Where mm -hmm. spirits in my room, in my house, on my property, in my town, county, state, country, continent, world, plane, dimension? So it's a blanket statement. Is anybody out there listening? And you can bet that they're waiting for the opportunity exactly. to come and wreck your life. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. It was the most rapid escalation from demonic infestation. To possess, to oppression of the family members, one after the other, until they went after the the father, who was the last one to believe in ghosts and the most 
uh, the alpha of the family. But then he issued all the wrong challenges as well, trying to protect his family. So for one man um, who doesn't believe in the phenomena, who has no idea that these spirits exist, and then to witness your family members being batted around the room like they're rag dolls, with their hair being yanked out and being pushed in against, against walls and so forth and bludgeoned and scratched is enough to cause somebody to go insane. So here we are at the reformatory. But the, um, he issued all the wrong challenges. You know, enter me, leave my family alone. And then they went right after him and they got him. And, you know, it's just a classic situation where the lack of communication, the lack of knowledge... And everybody thinks it's a big joke. And then, of course, Hollywood does their thing and makes it look stupid. And, you know, the Warrens, my mentors and friends that I was so privileged to work with when I was such a young man, did everything in their power to bring the reality of the paranormal to the world. And then Hollywood, who buys the rights to all the cases, decides they can do whatever they want with them. And they paint a bad image, you know, and they make them look ridiculous in many cases when they were nothing but genuine people dedicated to protecting people and you know, they were very, very concerned about the safety of their investigators, myself included, throughout. But it's dangerous, and people need to stop dabbling in it. When somebody first calls, um, say, yourself out to a case, generally how long will it take until maybe start to finish to be able to extract that and end of the year, whatever, you know, name that you want to call it? Um, how long does that process take? Is it quick? Sometimes? or Sometimes, but when here, the interesting thing is that when the family actually finds that they can reach out to someone that can help them, they have a very, if it's a genuinely seriously bad case and there's demonic entities in there that are really, really powerful, they'll actually do everything in their power to prevent you from even contacting those people that you found the phone number for. They had the same trouble with me. They found my flyer. They had no interest in the paranormal. They had no interest in, I mean, they didn't know who the Warrens were, even though they lived in the same town. Um, there were no TV shows. And it was just, you know, regular Hollywood movies, and they had no idea who to contact. But they actually found a flyer that I had made for an event that I was putting on. And Kelly pulled the silly putty back and saw my face on it and said, Look, he's backwards. And then the mother said, Look, let me see that. And that was an <laughs> ad, basically. You know, saying, if you're having problems, give me a call. But yeah. she tried to call three times, and she got nothing but garbled messages the first time. <laughs> On the other end, the other one was growling. And the third one, she simply was nothing, and she could not get through until she closed her eyes and prayed, Jesus Christ, please help me. And then she got through. And then when I received the information, I knew how serious it was. But back to your original question is, um, they'll hide. They'll make it look like the family's going crazy and they won't yeah. present any information or any evidence that you can witness unless you can provoke them. And that's why Ed Warren was so famous for provoking the evil spirits. He did it in the Conjuring case. He did, and ended up getting him in some trouble. But, you know, he came in there to see what it is we're dealing with. Are we really truly dealing with a preternatural entity that has intelligence be, well far beyond ours and the ability to bypass physics and create the phenomena in the house, including projection into the mind. Yeah. Um, mass projection in many cases. So they'll hide unless provoked. And once provoked, you'll see their power. And if you use a really potent religious provocation and command them to reveal their names and so forth and so forth, that can be uh, totally alarming. And then the point where you have to call in the clergy and they have to contact the archdiocese 
and get permission and so forth and prove that these, you know, the family is under uh, diabolical attack. And there are others, of course, that, you know, including my friend who does, you know, she'll clear things out and is 90% of the time successful unless it is something so powerful she'll back away and they'll often follow her home. She'll look remotely and they'll actually follow her home and threaten her and she'll realize I'm not putting my family at risk because they'll go after your family Oh yeah, and the people that are most vulnerable and she'll, that's when she'll back out. But guess who we call then? We call in the archbishops and the yeah. bishops and the exorcists and the deliverance ministers who are fearless. Bill Bean, the man is fearless and he'll go in and he'll say, if I show fear, this is a great quote from him, if I show fear, it's over for me, it's over for them, and the devil's won. And he'll have a big laugh because it's over, you know, and they have to be strong to help these families. And these men are incredible, and I can't wait to bring them all together on a panel so that people can ask the questions. What is, what's the end goal of these things? Like, is it to get you to die? Is it to get your soul? They very rarely end up killing you, but their ultimate goal is to seize complete control. First of all, to break your life apart. They, they hate loving families. They hate a strong bond between people, between families, between friends, and so forth. They'll turn you against each other by uh, making you believe that you heard somebody say something from their own mouth that will completely upset you and cause you to turn against them and, and end a friendship or a relationship when, it's, when you've never said any such thing. Um, they'll use any number of tricks they're they're mischievous and nasty dastardly evil beings and the ultimate goal is to push your conscience break you down through fear but they love the fear effect they love feasting on the fear and i call it the fear buffet they want to isolate and terrorize you make you commit suicide if they can they can't kill you because it's just really against the law but they can cause you to end your own life and there's nothing that brings them more pleasure. The thing that bothers me the most after seeing the, the Pope's exorcist, for instance, I saw it and I wasn't even going to see it because even seeing the trailer caused my, my top of my head to tingle, you know, and always trust your body. When you get feelings like that, say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to avoid this situation, right? But the thing that really affected me the most was the seething rage that this being had for anybody, the clergy, the rest of the family, anybody and in this case it's a little boy that was possessed and you just see him you're just like screaming and actually projecting these throwing these people against the wall because they have the power to do that type yeah. of thing and to, just to wonder what could have caused them to be so full of anger and and evil and rage and uh yeah that's what i was just thinking it's like how can it even be you know our yeah. our our basic instinct is love and can tenderness and kindness, you know, and all animals are the same way. I've seen all these videos of, you know, animals you know, you know, playing with each other and, and snuggling with each other and loving each other when we're always told, oh, they're mortal enemies and they'll eat each other apart. That's what we're told, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, you know, so what do they do? They grow because they're getting more energy or negative energy or. Yeah. They'll, uh, they'll siphon the fear energy out of you, which will weaken you and make you cold. And they use it as a fuel source for themselves. Okay. And, you know, the more they, it's called, there's another thing called adrenochrome. And I mentioned that in my book, Renegade of Light. But it is the terror-infused blood, um, which is loaded with adrenaline, that these human forces uh, 
feast upon. Okay. And the inhuman forces that are not in physical bodies actually feast upon the energy itself. And it's a fuel. It's, an, it's, it's the most wonderful thing that they can consume. And to us, it's the most heinous. And their ultimate goal is to break you down enough that they can actually cause you to fracture, to push your consciousness outside of the body vessel spacesuit completely so that they can they can assume complete control of it and there they'll instantly start to break it down and cause it to f- have festering wounds and s- rotting smells and all the things that they can do there it's like they're accelerating the death process yet the body's yeah. still alive like decompo- decompose. yeah decomposing it and they'll project into your minds the most awful stench you can imagine just like we'd be repelled by a skunk right yeah uh it's just so incredible to me. But the ultimate goal is the ultimate thing is that they're always going to lose. If you call in an exorcist, eventually they're going to lose, and they have to endure the screaming agony. So, for instance, being being hit with holy water, right, to a demonic spirit, it would be like us being hit with battery acid. It yeah. stings and it burns. It burns. It yeah. burns. You hear all the classic thing, right? It's uh-huh. the opposite. Why? Because it's all vibration. The highest possible vibration is the holy water where you're you're infusing it with the power of the almighty creator who is love and compassion and and life and being cast on a being that revels in hatred and darkness and despair and evil it is the opposite to them and it's it's so incredible everything is vibration everything is frequency and their goal is to bust it all apart and to take it over take people over and then we have to call in these very pious men who put their lives on the line and their health on the line. They have to fast for three days if it's a very serious case. And, you know, none of this stuff is easy, especially on older men. And uh, my hat comes off to all these people. And like I say in the beginning of my books, it's, you know, it's dedic- the books are dedicated to these people that, you know, stand up against the darkness and, and do everything they can for free, yeah. by the way, oh, yeah. to help people who stray down the wrong road and that's why i'm putting this seminar on and we all think it's very timely and if you have any interest in it we think uh it's going to sell out very quickly and that would be fantastic but it also will allow us to know that we can take this you know all across the country and all over the world because we are at war with powers and principalities that are operating outside of our human perception and their human minions are growing stronger and more numerous daily and they're more brazen and more bold and you know a classic example is you know you tear down a statue of the ten commandments and in its place you put up a statue of the demon lord baphomet yeah with a little boy on one corner of the chair and a little boy on the other side of the chair staring up affectionately at this beast and what's happening to all these kids today they're all being they're forcefully being confused and not being able to understand who they are in the first place and then how to you know reject their bodies and the interesting thing is the day after i posted this live there was now a post for the satan con oh and it was literally celebrating the trans mutilation of their bo- of the human body to celebrate satan yeah and i'm not saying everybody you know is is doing that because of that reason and you know i hope everybody finds peace in their hearts and so forth and i don't mean to cause any kind of you know, hard feelings toward any people that are having trouble associating with that. But if it is a force that is actually working against you that you're unable to see, and that is the force behind it, then that can be handled through prayer and through intervention by these these amazing exorcists and so forth to 
you know, somewhere the doorway was open, the doorway to the mind, and that's what Lorraine always called it. Lorraine Warren, the most, the sweetest woman I've ever known in that regard. This is all hauntings begin in the mind. And if you can, if they can project themselves into your mind and confuse your thoughts and cause you to believe certain things um, that are obviously detrimental to the body uh, and to the health and well-being of the family unit and so forth, then you should look, be able to look at that, you know, with an open mind and decide, hey, you know, maybe this is happening to me and maybe I can seek help and maybe help will be received. At what point, or maybe what warning signs would you look for, say, for example, if we may have gone into a space where somebody was using a Ouija board and we weren't unaware? I mean, you know, and maybe we start feeling odd or, like, at what point should we be concerned and seek out help? So the first thing, and I mean, this has happened to me many times, too, you start to feel unnaturally angry. You know, you're you're you feel off. There's something wrong. You just don't feel right, and you get easily angered. And you're just you know you can see it. You can feel it in your eyes the way they're squinting and so forth, or how um, just get pissed off about being in traffic and people really angering you and upsetting you when normally in most cases you wouldn't get that upset. Um, but it's all these negative emotions: anger, jealousy, um, rage, of course. Um, just feeling not yourself and that's when you notice there's something going on and that's when you can pray and you can say you know and i say this in my books you have the authority to call the protection of the archangels within an instant and you say not oh archangel michael please come help me please come help me my family's in danger i'm not feeling right that's really saying i don't know if you're hearing this i don't know if you're going to come and help me and i don't know when that's going to happen or in what capacity or how successful it'll be. It's all through, you're not really believing in that. You say, thank you, Archangel Michael, for being here now, right? And believing it, right? Yeah. That it's instant, exactly. and it is instant. And for drawing your sword now and for severing any connections I've made with anybody at this convention that is not in alignment with my higher, highest good, right? Or my path. Or thank you for closing any doorways that I've opened in, inadvertently or intentionally by certain... Uh, due to certain thoughts, right, or certain deeds or actions or words. Thank you for protecting my family in all ways, always, in the name and the power and the glory of the one creator, the one God, so be it, you know, and believing it. You have to believe it. You have to believe. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, me and Jen talk about the law of attraction, the power of affirmations and all that, and it's a true thing. Whatever you put out in the universe, if you keep putting out in the universe... You know, I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, the universe is going to say, you can't. Right. You know, but if you keep putting out the positive energy and the, you, you actually ask how, then the answers will come. But um, it's just like when you talking about the Ouija board, going back to that too, these kids will, or anybody, you're not even just kids, but anybody will pick up the Ouija board because it's cool and start playing with it. They may get responses saying, yes, this is Aunt Emily. And I'm, I'm here to just cheer you up and that. But how do you know it's not a demonic spirit because they are going to act like something happy and positive until they, or, you know. until they get in, either attach or whatever. Right. And then it just grows from there. And you may not even know it right away. You may no- notice something, like you said, start getting madder and madder 
as weeks go on, it's just festering inside you, basically. Another example, obvious example, is things just going wrong, right? Yeah. You're dropping things out of your hands. You're bumping into things. You're being clumsy. You're having um, things go missing, right? Then you find you get ex- you get extremely upset about it. Where are my effing keys? You know, mm-hmm. and you just it's not you. Yeah. You know, there's something going on, and there's something that is somehow affecting you in some way. Um, regarding the Ouija board, what wouldn't you do for your dear departed grandfather who's talking to you yeah, and only you exactly. who knows the answers to your own questions before you even ask them? You know, What yeah. did you give me for my birthday that made me feel so happy? Oh, a red wagon. And they'll spell it W-A-G-E-N, for instance, right? Well, they're always awful spellers. <laughs> so the ultimate goal is nothing positive will ever come through a Ouija board. That's Ed Warren's quote, and I'll stick to it because he's my mentor and my friend and... Um, and uh, they'll always be bad spellers. But the main goal in that sense is they want you to become so obsessed with using the Ouija board that you cannot not use it. Mm-hmm. And you become so obsessed with receiving messages, more and more uh, messages with more and more clarity that you'll start to actually do anything to get more messages. And that's when they say, okay, mm-hmm. we'll give you more, but you have to give me something. Like exactly. the case in the Annabelle doll, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, come, let, me, let me come live inside the doll. Oh, that sounds like a really bad idea. But they did it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you gave it permission. We are free will beings. And like you're saying, whatever comes out of your mouth, you're announcing to God and to the universe what it is you choose to be. So I am that I am. And I am the resurrection and the life, right? I am is the most powerful statement that you can say. I am... Uh, receiving abundance. I am protected. I am a child of God and will always be so. And um, there's a great movement called the I Am Movement, but it's, it's, uh, it's so powerful. We are the creators of our own reality in that regard. And uh, it's very important to watch what you say and watch what you think mm-hmm. and watch what you do, especially. Yeah. You know, and we just found out you know, like I say, we deal with a lot of law of attraction and stuff like that. And we just found out that there's actual a helmet that they actually make that they put over your head and can measure the amount of energy coming out of your head, basically. So their thoughts are real energy output. Even though you think that you're just keeping it inside your mind, it's coming out and it's going up into the universe and the universe is going to answer back. Isn't I'd that like, like to your, try that. Your yeah. aura too, like that's yeah. your energy field. Mm-hmm. field. Sure. And how do you how do you personally protect yourself like against because you're dealing with this yep. and you want to go home and just like you know eat snacks and watch TV <laughs> and mm-hmm. not be bothered? Like how do you? So the first question Lorraine Warren asked me when I went to the museum for the first class, she walked up with her big beautiful smile and she said, "Hi, Jason. I'm Lorraine Warren, honey." How strong is your faith, honey? Oh. That was the first question. Yeah. And I responded instantly, I have immense faith because I believe that I and the Father are one. And we are. All of us are, whether we believe it or not, whether we know it or not, no matter what we've done in our lives, we're always connected to the one creator because we are created by that creator. And the next question was, why do you want to get involved in work of this nature? And I explained, well, I read The Demonologist when I was a senior in high school. And I was very concerned for the families, especially the little kids, witnessing this horrific activity. No kid should have to deal with that. Yeah. 
And she asked, so it's a calling then? And I said, I think it is. But she let me in. But the very first case I went on, I've always, first of all, believed that I'm protected and that nothing can mess with me. But it's your intention as well. So I was in a case with uh, four of the other investigators that are working with the Warrens at the time. And we were in a house. And they all, the two of the people that could see very clearly said there's a black negative form on the stairway. And instinctively, I pulled out a pair of blessed rosary beads that my grandmother had given me through pure synchronicity, by the way. She didn't know I was off investigating haunted houses uh, with this enigmatic couple. But the minute I pulled them out of my pocket and put them in my hand, this thing on the stairs went right up to me. And I didn't feel it. I didn't sense it. Right, yeah. just like we're saying, nothing happened. And somebody said, "Jason, what did you do?" Right, he has he has rosary beads. Put them away, quick! Donna screamed. Really? Right? And I'm then I'm fumbling with them, and yeah. they're, you know they're long, and they're and I'm putting them in my pocket, and I stuck them back in my pocket. And the second I did so, it goes right back up to the stairs. Huh. And when we asked Ed and Lorraine about that at the next class, Ed said, "Oh, well, you know." I said, what, what what could have happened? And he said, it could have strangled you, it could have scratched you, burned you, teleported you, whatever, right? And I said in my mind, I don't think so, right? But it was my intention. Mm-hmm. Intention is everything and yeah. everything. My intention was self-protection, not challenge. I didn't pull him out of my pocket and say, I, Jason McLeod, challenge this demonic spirit. You know, that would have been stupid. Yeah. And it's always the, it's always your, your I am presence, your protect your connection to God the creator of all that is that is going to do everything for you it's going to protect you it's going to you know Ed Warren always said I don't challenge spirits in the name of Ed Warren yeah you know I challenge them in the name of Jesus Christ and they all retreat from that they want nothing to do with it and simply the mentioning of the name thank you Archangel Michael for being here now they back out so fast you can't even believe it and it's so powerful, especially when you understand that you have the authority to call for protection. But So we used to do the white lights. I'd go into my first house, and I would just visualize a light coming from the center of my being, surrounding me into an unbreakable bubble of white God light, Christ light. Visualize Christ within that center or Archangel Michael. I use the golden light. Um, so you visualize a golden golf ball-sized field of light in your heart expanding into the size of a baseball and a basketball a medicine ball and then completely surrounding you and you know i am the light and the love of the one creator i am fully protected i am and when you believe it and you know it that's the reality that you're recreating but i have never been physically attacked like meaning i've been pushed or shoved or bludgeoned but i have been attacked uh energetically and again my friend who uh this is my psychics um can deal with that unless it's so powerful that she has to back away but in my cases it's been pretty easy but for instance i felt a pressure in my chest i felt a you know in my heart center yeah and she asked my god what did you get into <laughs> right and i said oh no she said she described it as like a freddy krueger type of thing just raking and clawing and trying oh. to get into my heart and she she you know dispatched it mm-hmm. and instantly the pain is relieved so i'll give you another example really quickly of what she can do in this case, it was my friend who was a former former um, Marine captain in Texas. And I won't listen to any names, of course. I don't think he'd mind if I say it. But his daughter was just not the same for years. Angry and upset and angry, right? Yeah. And just not herself, not her sweet self. They're a very strong Christian family. And he broke down into tears when he was telling me this, when he learned about what I do. 
And I called Tracy and she said, looking. And she went to go look at it. And she described, we've all seen the Lord of the Rings, right? When Gandalf yeah. was talking to Bilbo saying, you know, Bilbo, the ring is still in your pocket. And he's like, it's mine! And he turns into this thing, right? He turned into that freaky golem type of thing. That's what she described was overlaying this beautiful girl. It's mine! And she was like, literally like screaming at her. And she said, you can go down that hole. Oh, there was also a place on the carpet that the cat would avoid and that my friend said, there's something evil happened in that place and that place. And she saw it. it was like a pit. Yeah. It was an opening. It was a portal. And she said to the thing, you can either go down that hole in pieces, right? And she said she's pulling her sword out. How this happens, I don't know. But she yeah. does and she's successful. Or you can go down there in peace. And it went down there in peace and she closed the hole. And he literally wept and said, I have my daughter back. Yeah. She was cleaning her bedroom and she's washing her car. Huh. You know, she's being sweet again, and, and it's still, of course, that way, because she got rid of this. However, she made a connection. It made a connection with her, and it loves disarray. It loves, you know, dirty rooms and dirty cars and clutter, because that just makes the energy more chaotic, yeah. right, when you study feng shui and things like that. It's so fascinating, and we're surrounded by it, and people have no clue, and they think it's a big joke, and they, you know, they watch a movie, and they say, hey, isn't that fun? But when you look at the Ouija board from Parker Brothers, and you look at the logo for Parker Brothers, it's a spinning, spiraling vortex. Huh. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. They used to have an actual disclaimer they'd put in there and say, oh, isn't this fun? You know, And it's just ridiculous. And you have proponents of the board saying, oh, there's nothing wrong that can happen. Well, <laughs> it's I beg to differ. Yeah. yeah. Tell us something good that came out of it, right? Yeah. Nobody can ever say... No. Well, this happened, and it changed my life, and yeah. for the better, right? Right. <laughs> it's not the same as tarot cards. It's not the same as pendulums. It's not the same as, as dowsing rods and things like that. When you're inviting an entity to use your hands to move the planchette, you're giving it permission. You're invoking that entity. Evoking is when you're bringing them to you. Invoking is saying, oh, come inside me, and let's yeah. have some fun. You know, that's half the battle right there. Mm-hmm. And if you can match, if they match, if you match their negative frequency bridge, that's when they can actually get in there and actually push you out and take control. And that's why they're always going to terrorize you and make you feel suicidal. Um, and my friend, you know, my friend, the psychic, she lived in a haunted house and she, they tried to make her kill herself, mm-hmm. you know, and she was going to go back there and clear the place out now that she knows that the place is for sale. And she went to go check it out. And there was a spirit of a little boy or so she thought and these other dark spirits and they were immensely powerful and he re- she realized that this little spirit masquerading as a little boy was like the ringleader super powerful demon right yeah. and yeah. it said this is our domain and you will not interfere or this is what's going to happen right and mm-hmm. she will not go and and deal with it you know because they'll go after her husband they'll go after her dog yeah right down the line now i'm tempted and, and i said okay that's the way this works though right and they know your thoughts so if you say oh i'll go kick their ass they'll come after you yeah and all of a sudden you feel depleted and angry and and you're full of pain or you're you get you get sick out of the blue or something happens major chains of events that are accidents yeah look like accidents and they know before you do so I said, all right, I will not get involved now that I've become aware of this case. Because I could say, oh, I'll just have all these bishops and the deliverance minister go in there and clear that whole place out. But 
it's all going to come back on me. Mm-hmm. They may go do inter- interfere, but they, you know, they're immensely protected, <laughs> and I'm, I feel like I'm immensely protected as well. And everybody's, every psychic's told me the same thing. You're surrounded by angels, but we can summon the protection of the angels. You know, mm-hmm. Almighty Creator, thank you for sending a legion of holy warrior angels to surround me and my home at all times, in all ways, always protecting me. So be it. In the name of the power and the glory of, of Jesus Christ and things like that. I wash my car in the blood of Jesus Christ, that it is protected and off limits from dark spirits that those seek to do me harm. But you have to believe it. Yeah. Yep, that's true. Frank, this is much longer than I thought it would be. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fascinated. So yeah. fascinating because, you know, I was very concerned that, you know, because we have gone ghost hunting and we have done those things that, it could open up to other things. And so, you know, coming to the conventions, I always get concerned too because I don't know what all these other people have been up to, right? Right. right. Or brought in here when they're ghost hunting or that. So, you know, I always wanted to learn how do I enjoy doing that, you know, but also stay safe at the yeah. same time and not wedge that that door open just a little yeah. bit, right? I've always done the... You know, I've worked with the Warrens, and they didn't deal with you know these abandoned places. They dealed with they dealt with phone calls from people frantic for help. So, I've always been the one that would go and help families, or at least you know bring people together, like these these clergymen, bring them together when the need arises and so forth. So I'm not really into the whole investigating the abandoned places. Although for some reason I always get really good orb activity around me. Uh, but I'll always just say, you know, I'd like to clear the place out. Yeah. Thank you, Archangel Gabriel, for being here now and for leading anybody here who's trapped by the hand home to God. Right? Mm-hmm. Thank you. And it, it is so. But they have free will. Oh, yeah. Whether they want to leave or not. And some are held against their will. So, uh, you know, you have to decide when it's okay for you to be the intermediary in that regard and to, and to try to help people. But the number of women that come up to my table with their kids and say, my kids see ghosts, and I try to tell them, you have an incredible gift. Help these people cross over. You know, you can see them. You know, while you're able to do that before they close the veil, you know, help them cross over or call for help. Call for aid. If they want to go, they can go. Yeah. I mean, I I know, too, that sometimes, and I haven't experienced myself, but sometimes people say that, they're not crossing over because they all their lives while they're alive keeps saying you know to fear god or fear jesus or fear yeah. fear fear so when it comes to where they are in that situation where they're looking at the light and saying you know wanting to go there but they're like well if i go on the other side of the light all my fear you know i'm he's they keep saying he's what if I get damned yeah yeah Yeah, and it's nothing like that at all it's all wonderful on the other side and people are afraid well I won't be able to get my booze or I won't be able to get my addiction or you know my dad's over there and he beat me and I don't want to have to go see him again or you know things like that but the fear of God you know which was put into you which is I think mistaken a mistake um, because God is all loving all knowing the real God the, the creator of all that is um, not these, you know, god godlings that are around that are, you know, it's an interesting dilemma. Yeah. Don't take this the wrong way if I ask this wrong. No. But can he destroy them if he's created of everything? The God you would, if you're the father, mm-hmm. 
of all that is, you would never destroy your own children, regardless of what they did. Okay. You'll protect Especially them. Especially with that much, yeah, yeah. as much love as it is. Absolutely. It's all redemption and it's all understanding and it's all about learning. We're all in a giant school and we're making mistakes. We're, make, we're passing the test. We're failing the test. And if we don't get it right, we come back and do it all over again. And I'm totally convinced about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the goal is to love everyone as divine aspects of the creator because everything and everyone, every tree, every rock, every insect and bird and animal, we're all part of the divine creation and forgive, 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 forgive everybody who's ever hurt you in your life as you would be forgiven, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it sounds really difficult, but you have to understand that everything that happens to us is, is because we contracted with them for the experience. And no matter what it is, there's a case I did in Washington State when I was there, and it was a uh, a woman who said she just buried her husband, and he's seen in the house every night. And I uh, went in with my friend Valerie; he was another psychic when I was in college, and I intuited. I said, "Your husband's done something he feels great regret for, and we want to get the whole family together to sit in a circle." and talk with him as if he was there inviting him to sit in front of the person speaking. And I asked, who is Cat? And I remember this so clearly. And she, and he, she said, well, that's what he called me. And it was nothing similar to her original, her real name. Yeah. And I said, okay, that makes sense. He wants to start with you, his wife, right? And we said, you want to talk to him as if he's sitting there and tell him how much you love him and forgive him and want him to pass on properly so he can be at peace and so that the family can be at peace. And everything was going great. I love you, Daddy. I didn't get to say goodbye. And you were a wonderful dad. And it got to one grandson. I think he was 14 or so. And he said, I'll never forgive you for what you did to me. And I looked at Valerie. And we looked. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. Right? And we talked. We pulled him aside and said, look, you know, whatever happened is between you and your grandpa. Mm -hmm. He feels really badly about it, obviously, because he's sticking around. He will not go until he knows that he is forgiven. And he said, I'll never forgive him. And he said, then he's going to stay here earthbound and you're never going to have peace, nor will he. Would you, is that what you want? You know, and he had a good cry, a genuine cry. And he said, I, I, I forgive you and I know you didn't mean to. And, you know, and nobody, it's nobody's business what happened and so forth. But as soon as he said that, he, was, he told the Valerie, who can hear him, I'm ready to go. And we sent him on and he went and there cleared the whole place out. So you have to forgive everybody. And if you hold on to that, you're going you're gonna to eat yourself alive from the inside and you're going to have to repeat the same lesson through either the same person next time in a different costume or body. Yeah. And it, you know all this, I can tell because of your, your book that I saw over here, the 14-day um, the yeah. uh, morning affirmation testimony, transformation. transformation. Yeah. I have a very similar book called Our Journey Home, The Handbook for the Transition. Okay. And it's all about that as well. You must forgive. And you can just say, I love you. Visualize the person's face, even if they've died, right? Visualize their face, right? And you say, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Even if you're the one that was harmed, yeah. you're creating that for your own reality. And this, on the spiritual level, it is such an amazing clearing. And you'll feel so much better about everything. And you just have to let it go and just chalk it up to your experience. Don't let it eat you alive because the past is the past. Exactly. It's a beautiful, beautiful point to end on. But again, tell everybody uh, where they can go to get information about the event and your book. So my books, everything's at www.darksiege.com. D-A-R-K-S-I-E-G-E.com. 
I have darksiege.com slash events for all the different conventions I'm going to be speaking at and uh, lecturing at and selling my books at. But then it's uh, darksiege.com slash defeating the demonic. And you can find that event on eventeny.com, E-V-E-N-T-E-N-Y.com. And just type in defeating the demonic. And it's in Southbury, Connecticut on July 22nd from 2 to 6 p.m. Uh, there's a VIP dinner for two hours afterwards, which is a great way to meet and greet all of these amazing uh, exorcists and enjoy a really, really outstanding meal. The hotel itself is really beautiful. It's in a spa location. I mean, it's a, it's a resort spa in Connecticut. And we hope to take this nationwide. So if you have any interest, just check it out. And uh, we hope to see you there. And if you're not there, then I hope to see you anywhere else. We bring this amazing event. And it's timely. Uh, so timely. Thank you. Yes, and we'll link the we'll link that in our show notes as yes. well for our listeners. But everybody, awesome. we really appreciate you guys. Thanks All for right. having me. Thank, Thank you. you, Jason, very much. Another wonderful interview, Joseph. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Jason. And uh, we hope to have you back on the show as soon as we can. Yeah, but, we'd love to hear more. Awesome. Awesome interview. Just great guy. Very, very outgoing tall. and very knowledgeable. I could sit and listen to him for hours. I know. He has some super interesting stories, especially working cases with the Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah. And, um, you know, got to know the real story, not the Hollywood spin yeah. or take on it, well, like, like he said. Up. Yeah, they have to spin it up because they have to, you know, yeah. draw back more watchers. Right. But, you know... Check his out, books out and make sure you check out his um, event coming up, too, if, if you are along or, you know, align with that type of um, topic. Now, thank you for listening this week. We, as always, please get up on our website. We have all our events listed there. And if you want to get a 222 Paranormal Podcast t-shirt, they are for sale. They're relatively inexpensive. You could wear it, and when people come up to you and say, where'd you get that shirt? Yeah. You'll say, 222 Paranormal Podcast. That's right. <laughs> and please, wherever you're listening to this, please give us a five-star rating and review. It really helps us out. Yes. Okay, change the algorithms, algorithms a little bit, so we definitely need those positive rating reviews. Yeah. And with that, we close another day here at Parasitecon. 2023. 2023. See you next year. <laughs> All right, goodbye, everyone. Bye.